Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank my uh, great producer, Adam Zalouf, who I could not do the show without him, and Rick Mitchell for the introductions and the outros. Today's guest is the director, editor, content creator, and CEO of J. White Digital Media. He's got some great projects coming up. He's done some great things before. We're going to go over all of that. And that's Jay White. Jay, thank you so much for being on the show. How's it going? How's everybody doing today? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Hey, I wonder, do we have to pay Lee Davis for the referrals to get you on the show? Is, is that how he works or what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my brother right there, man. He's a great guy, man. He, he really he's is. connection guy in Pittsburgh, man. Yes, he is. He's a great guy. Him and his wife, um, they're a blessing for sure. Well, you know what? Let's start off. I'm an old wrestling fan. Now you're, you have a great project coming up that you're working on. It's called Blam Wrestling. Uh, first of all, tell me how this project even started. Um, I was in my office last year in January. So I've been working on this about a year and like two months since it's March now. And I was just sitting there watching some old wrestling clips. I was watching like an old clip of uh, Macho Man and um, Hulk Hogan interview okay. when they teamed up. And uh, the interview was just had me cracking up because I love old school wrestling. Like new wrestling's cool, but the old school wrestling, like the gold era, 80s, early 90s, is like the golden era of wrestling to me. You know, that was like the best years of wrestling, like the characters and everything. Right. And I was just like, man, I, I never seen, you know, there's not a lot of wrestling like film stuff out. There's, you know, a little bit. And I was just like, man, what if I created something about wrestling in Pittsburgh? You know, from my standpoint of, you know, maybe being a wrestling fan and and I just came up with an idea of creating at first I wanted it to be a movie. I was like, man, I want to create a movie about wrestlers, but I want to make it a comedy. And I called one of my business partners who I work on a lot of films with. I said, I got this idea about wrestling. Um, I want to make it a comedy about these two guys who are like regular guys, and they join into this wrestling tournament to become bland, like superstar. I didn't even have a name at the time. I was like, they want to, you know, they're tag teams, and they want to win some money to become uh, wrestling superstars. And me and him just start ironing out, just coming up with ideas and names. And, and I was like, well, what's the name? And, you know, what should we name it? And he was like, well, you know, in Pittsburgh, we say, you know, in the black community in Pittsburgh, instead of slam, we say blam, like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. blamed. He's right. like, we'll just call it blam. I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we just were just coming up with ideas, creating characters, creating wrestlers, just watching a lot of old wrestling clips. And we came up with a whole idea to make it a TV series. Um, we just was like, we wanted it to be funny because wrestling's always funny, even though it's like real entertaining. The wrestlers still are funny, even when they're serious, just because the aspect of wrestling is just hilarious. Like the characters like make wrestling. And I was like, we got to go back to the golden era with Blam of creating characters. That's really like with the names and how they walk and how they talk and, you know, their mannerisms and everything. Some of the stuff that I don't see as much now with the new wrestlers. I'm like, a lot of the guys just are like more like laid back and 
you know, you listen to guys back in the day like Macho Man. They, Ooh, yeah. You know, they had these these characteristics. Like, like truth is, like, I think some of these dudes hung around like pimps and stuff back in the day. Like, they hung around like... <laughs> That's like right. some of the characteristics, like you say that like it's a bad from, man. You, you say that like it's a bad thing. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. You know, it's funny you so said all that like because we... I, I, I've been a huge wrestling fan since the 70s, so I, I go back a little bit further than you. I'm older, and you're right. As a matter of fact, the only thing like I constantly watch YouTube and things that are. Uh, you know, financial or motivational things like that, right? And so my mind's always on, you know, advancing and making a buck and so on and so forth. But at night, you know, you can't always do that because you won't sleep. So I watch old-time wrestling interviews. There's a great channel that you would enjoy to get some uh, background for yourself, for your show, for your projects. It's called Wrestle World, and it has a ton of interviews that uh, – Starting in probably late, well, 1979 to 81, maybe some in 82. And I watch that every single night. My wife says, aren't you tired of that? I, I'm going to tell you something, Jay. I never tire of, of that old wrestling. And, and I, I, I respect the guys today, but you hit it on the head. They just don't have that flair about them. And, um, and not, pardon the pun on Ric Flair, but I mean, they just don't have that same personality and i'll tell you a quick story one time i was walking to a local supermarket here and i don't know why it hit me i have no idea but i said and right then it was the time when steve austin and brian pillman were into their feud many years ago mm-hmm. and i said there's going to come a day where i'm not going to watch wrestling anymore you know and and unfortunately mm-hmm. that's i respect these guys but, um, you know, it's just not the same. But, yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. So how is your project coming? Uh, it's going great. Uh, we'll be shooting. So we're shooting like a pilot episode in May. Since we know we're making it a TV series, we need like a real, you know, a nice budget for it. So we're shooting like a pilot episode. It's probably going to be about 10, 15 minutes long. And um, we're just going to, you know, pitch it out, pitch it to some, you know, investors, pitch it to some networks. And uh, just get it out there to the world, you know. Um, we're not just going to throw it on YouTube, you know. I mean, we try to want to try to get it to as many outlets first sure. before we just kind of like put anything out. You know, we've been promoting online on our, you know, Instagram pages and Facebook and and uh, TikTok and all the different pages. Um, but we're we're going in production May twentieth through like the twenty third, and uh, we got a lot of like local wrestlers here in the city. We got some guys coming from Detroit. We got some guys coming from Cleveland coming down that's just you know from us networking on the page and reaching out to wrestlers i'm you know up three in the morning looking at guys pages you know a lot of the underground scene wrestlers pages and i'm reaching out to guys like hey we got this you know wrestling tv series we're working on um here in pittsburgh you know if you want to be interested you know and i'm putting guys in a database so i'm getting belts made right now i got a guy in spain making the wrestling belts um it's a whole process man it's a lot with wrestling you know even the actors that like some of the guys are actors more on the comedian side. I've been sending them out to PWX wrestling in the Keysport. So we go out there like once or twice a week to get wrestling training. And the guy, Jim Miller out there, he opened up the doors to us. Um, you know, he's like, man, you guys can shoot in here. You know, I'll train your guys, you know, and it's, that's been a lot of love, you know, that cause I was going to try to do it in my warehouse space. And I'm like, well, I don't even have a wrestling ring, you know, and it and just, I stumbled across, across this, this space out there in McKeesport, uh, just off a guy liking a Facebook post of mine, 
I wasn't even friends with him and it wasn't even nothing about wrestling. And I went to his page. I'm like, who's this guy? You know, and he was, I seen something he did with wrestling and I was like, Hey man, call me, you know? And he was a guy, he was like, yeah, I'm a manager at PWX wrestling. I was like, Oh man, this is God. You know, I was like, I got this wrestling, you know, TV series we've been working on and I need a facility. I want to come check. And I went, I wanted to, he told me to come check them out and I ended up going to a match in November and I checked the space out and everything, but it was a lot of people in there at the time. And then um, I ended up going back like that Monday, that was on a Saturday when the wrestling match was and the space is like, a, it got some old school wrestling feels, not like the newest type, you know, it's, it's, um, what's the movie? Uh, Dodgeball. It's average Joe's gym basically okay. for wrestling. That's what it, that's what gives me, you know, and that's perfect of how I wanted to look. I didn't want it. I don't want it to look like it's no, you know, WWE high price stuff. You know, wrestling arena. I wanted to have that underground look um, because that's like where kind of where Blam is at. Yeah, right. And that's yeah, where right. Blam is at in this. As far as the storyline, because the story's based on it used to be like a top league, and then the owner passed it down to his nephew, and his ne- the owner passed away, and his nephew's running it now, and his nephew's ran it, ran it into the ground. So they decided to come back to Pittsburgh where Blam originated and find some new talent. So they're holding a wrestling tournament for tag team wrestlers. So there's all types of people entering. There's guys, crackheads entering, big muscle-bound guys. <laughs> you know, everybody's trying to get in, get into Blam and win this money. So, right. it's, you know, it's a comedy, but it's also going to have the real a- wrestling aspect to it. And I got a lot of real wrestlers in it. And, you know, it's going to be these two guys, they're regular guys, and they're going through this tournament to trying to get to win this money. So that's kind of more the storyline of it, but um, it's, it's it's been great, man. It's a lot of lear- it's a learning process for me, you know, because like I said, I haven't really watched wrestling in so long, and I'm getting up to speed with it, and I'm you know learning a lot about the new you know way of wrestling now. But I still refer all my knowledge back to the old school wrestling of watching all the old school stuff. Like I watch some of the newer matches, but when it comes to the interviews and the characters, I'm studying the old guys. Right. Well, those are the right guys to study because, you know, you say they were funny. Yeah, there were some funny guys, but at the same time, when I was growing up, man, you, you really thought they they sold it to you like it was real. I, I'll never mm-hmm. forget when uh, in 1981, I believe it was, because I used to I used to go starting in 80 at the Civic Arena every month, and um, Bruno lost to uh, a guy named Stan Hansen, I believe it was, who originally broke his neck in 76, for real. But anyway, man, when Bruno lost, the whole place went quiet. I mean, it was just dead silence. I'll never forget it. Then another time, when uh, Ernie Ladd was fighting Tony Atlas, uh, I remember we, my brother used to take me to the matches with some friends. We used to walk up to the arena after we parked, and people were talking strategy. Okay, well, Tony should do this, and Ernie <laughs> might do that. I mean, it was great. And i tell you what, man. It was yeah, it was yeah. so magical. Ironically, yeah. yesterday I was getting my my uh, car inspected at this one place uh, low in Ambridge, but this is the same garage that my brother used to work at, you know, back in the eight early in nineteen eighty eighty one. And I remember going to his garage in the morning, and then we would go to the wrestling matches at night. And I still, after forty two years later, Jay, I still had that that thing, that feeling, you know, about going to the matches because it was magical to me. And uh, mm-hmm. so you're studying the right guys. But you mentioned the PWX. My best friend, Vince Kaplack, is an 11-time uh, champion. He was a PWX champion. He was uh, NWA junior 
heavyweight champion, which is a very prestigious belt. And he's also in the PWX Ring of Honor. They have a like a Hall of Fame uh, type thing. And I'm not just saying this because, you know, me and Vinny have been close for 33 years now. But without question, that that's a guy you got to look into. Vinny was without question the best in the ring guy and w- on the mic. I mean, and, and when I met Vinny mm-hmm. back when he was probably in ninth grade, I coached him in high school. Uh, that's kind of how we got to be friends by the common denominator was wrestling, right? And this kid had nothing but wrestling on his mind, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And he became, like I said, the best wrestler out there. And he could have gone farther, farther if he wanted to. But um, uh, but anyway, yeah, that, that's somebody who, if you want, I can definitely you know hook you guys what, up. What's his last name? Caplack. K-A-P-L-A-C-K. And, and they'll know who he is at PWX for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, Vin, Vinny is, was great on the mic. His entrances was good. The look was good. And he was good. And, and if he wasn't any good, I wouldn't have said anything about him. I'm not just plugging him because he's my <laughs> friend. Because then, that's right. all, yeah, he was, he, he's my best friend, but he's terrible. No, he, he was great. So uh, we'll, I'll connect you with him a little later. But, um, uh, you know what, real quick, uh, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And then we'll be back to talk about uh, a little bit more about Blam Wrestling and about your Future Stars Media and some other projects you're doing after we hear a commercial from Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson Laurie, and uh, Quaker Valley Rotary Club. And don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get my book on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, my publisher, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. And you can also get the book at the Barnes & Noble and Robinson Township and our TV shows, The Boxing Authority is the best boxing show out there, trust me, with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smoking Jim Frazier and myself. You can watch that show on PCTV21, Comcast, PCTV47, Verizon, and live.vivetv network. And don't forget about my new um, uh, Monday Night Impact. Uh, That show is on at 5, 5.30, although this week it's on different time at 4 Eastern. But anyway, Mondays at 5 to 5.30 Eastern Time. You can check that show on my website, ClaudioRosano.com, and blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mancini Sports. And last plug, Claudio Rosano TV on YouTube channel. Uh, Subscribe. uh, Take a look at it. We're right back with Jay White. It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives. It's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for. Gotcha. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric 
Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, welcome back to the Claudio Rosano Show with our guest, Jay White the CEO, content creator, editor, director of Jay White Digital Media. Okay, Jay, uh, again, this is a very interesting concept, and like we talked about a little bit about uh, Pittsburgh wrestling. Pittsburgh has an unbelievable history of wrestling. Um, how far back do you – like, do you know about the studio wrestling days here in Pittsburgh, and how far back have you gone? You know, <laughs> you, know this, you know what's crazy, Claudio? I just was reading about that, like, um, about a – two hours ago, because I, I was up at three in the morning and I just made a post on Facebook saying I've been up like, you know, studying wrestlers right. and a lady, I'm, I grew up in Bell Suver on the South side and a lady from my neighborhood commented and she said, you know, Brown Hunt's dad was a, um, was a wrestler, professional wrestler, Hurricane Hunt. He's from Bell Suver. And I looked him up. I never heard of this guy. I'm yeah. like, I grew up in Bell Suver my whole life. So I looked him up and I'm looking up, you know, just stuff on Hurricane Hunt. And I came across studio wrestling with, you know, the guys who started NWA and, you know, Bruno and all of them and all these local wrestlers that were wrestling. It was like a big, it was a big thing. You know, they started doing it at the Civic Arena. I read the whole Wikipedia, like, early this morning. I still got it up on my computer right now. I'm just like, that's crazy. You just, you know, you end up saying that because I was just reading about it a few hours ago, just doing some research on it. Well, they had, I, I tell you, I told this story last week when I had Larry Richard who did the Bruno Sammartino documentary. I remember in night, I want to say it had to be 71 or 72, most likely 71. Um, I'm 57, Jay. I'm not 97, but I, I go back a ways. But I, I, I remember the exact house. We were visiting some friends. I remember the exact house and I still go by this house and I look kind of, I don't peek in the window obviously, but I look at that window and I remember I was a little kid and uh, studio wrestling, the announcer was Bill Cardill, who had Chili Billy uh, Theater, and uh, they had the the character, the Batman, and I was always, I love Batman, right? I said, damn, Batman's a wrestler, right? So I'm watching him, and that was it, and it hooked me. Then, then Bruno comes on, you know, and, you know, being an Italian and listening to him speaking Italian and see how big he was, I said, wow, you know, and that was it. And then from then on, I was a huge wrestling fan, and there were so many great names here uh, for, you know, Barry Mikel, Cicluna, George Animal Steel, of course, Bruno, Jumpin' Johnny DeFazio, uh, Dominic DiNucci, you had mentioned. I mean, you can go on and on. Uh, again, the Batman, and um, just a magical time for wrestling. So uh, do you plan on incorporating any of the old, old – I mean, obviously, a lot of them have passed, unfortunately. But is that going to be incorporated somehow in, in your film, or how is that going to come? So, so if I'm able to get the rights to some of that stuff, because I don't want to get sued. 
<laughs> yeah, right. I know. I know. You know, that's my thing. Um, but I, I do have like so as us make um, as far as us, you know, making it a TV series. We do have two episodes that we're going to be working on that's going to be based on the old school back in the day. Now it'll be like blam, but we may be able to, you know, make a guy who's kind of like Bruno San Martino or, you know, Hurricane Hunt. Some guys that are like similar to those guys. Right, right. You know, if, if you know, if I could get like the families and stuff like that to sign off on it, because we definitely have some like back history episodes in like the 70s. And, you know, guys, we wanted to have some episodes with guys with afros, guys with shags and, you know, the whole <laughs> 70s, you know, type of look sure. um, to it. So me and my business partner have been talking about that, um, you know, as far as like, you know, going back to the old school with getting those old school guys. And I think that would be great to recreate that era, sure. you know, more to like kind of black and white era, a uh, little bit of color. You know, so we'll have to, you know, that, that'll be, that'll be a lot with the budget because we'll have to get the old school cars and, you know, stuff like that. So, but it would be definitely great um, to go back on the history because the history helps us with the future, you know, without That's the right. history of, you know, a lot of these old school guys, we don't have a lot of these new school guys. So it's always right. good to incorporate, you know, the history and add it, you know, with what's going on now. And how hard, I mean, it, people think, oh, all you do, wake up, let's do a project, and that's it. I mean, you've mentioned some of the very difficult things that you have to overcome, but you talked a little bit about the platform that you'd like to air it on. Um, so you're looking for channel, TV stations, and how, how's that coming along? So so right now, we're, we're just searching for, like, distributors. You know, maybe, you know, uh, a Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, a Hulu, Peacock. Okay. Who <laughs> whoever is willing to offer the best deal, um, but usually Netflix doesn't really give people the best deals. <laughs> um, but I've been seeing a lot of people putting like, there's a new uh, show called Bel Air. It's like a reboot. Yeah, of yeah. It's a Bel Air. Right, right. And that's Will on Smith, Peacock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's on Peacock, and they made it like totally. It's like a drama, so it's not a comedy like the the show was before. And all the the guy who um who directed it, all he did was he put together a three minute trailer. And it just, it was like a fan, like he, they call him like, I can't think of the exact name for like fan made films or something, but he made like a fan made trailer of the Fresh Prince, but he made it more of a drama and uh, it ended up getting picked up and like Will Smith got on board and that's what it is now. It's out. They got a whole series out. And that's kind of like what we're looking for to do with Blam, like to put together like, you know, one episode, maybe like 10, 15 minutes long and uh, just, you know, get it out to the world and, and see, you know. See what we can do with it. But I know for a fact somebody will be like, I got to put some money behind this or we got to pick this up. <laughs> but, right, you know, it's right. just like we're in Pittsburgh. So our market is not like I'm not in New York or L.A. or Atlanta where you could just, hey, take this project in here. You know, it, it's a little different here. Um, they shoot a lot of movies here, but there's not really a film industry here that I could just walk this project in. And if there is, somebody needs to let me know. <laughs> it's right. not one that I know of at the moment. Um, so, you know, it's just getting at, getting and moving around, networking, meeting people. Um, I know a decent amount of people, but, you know, I don't know those Hollywood executives. So, you know, I just want to try to get it to the right the right outlet and see, right, what, right. you know, who can give us the best deal, you know, with uh, working with us on it. Yeah, it's like you said, there's so many things you got to deal with. But, uh, you know, you just got to keep chopping at the tree, as they say. Now, um, you also have a, another uh, project, a company, Future Stars Media. Tell us a little bit about that. 
Um, Future Stars Media, it's a, a multimedia program that I do during the summer where I teach kids, um, mostly over here on the south side. We do a summer camp. We service like 125 kids for summer. is free. Um, and uh, I teach them multimedia. So we shoot short films. Um, I teach them how to act. I teach them a little bit about editing. I teach them photography. Uh, we go out and I teach them how to fly drones. So it's a great program. It's kids like age eight to like 13. And uh, it's, it's been a great program. This will be my fourth year doing it. So I've shot like four short films with the kids, some uh, music videos with them. I taught them how to interview each other. I let, them, I let them use their creativity. Like I teach them some of the technical stuff, but I'll be like, okay, today we're, you know, y'all two are going to be, y'all two are going to partner up. Um, and, you're going to be the talk show host and you're going to be a famous person. So I'd be like, y'all create y'all names, create the name of y'all show and y'all write down some questions and you interview him, you know, before the class is over. So I let the kids and they love stuff like that. You know, I let them use the creativity and um, it's been great. You know, it's been great working with the kids. Um, I, w I would like to do it all year around, you know, but I need the grant money to do it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> or the sponsors or the investors, you know, oh, so, you know but I love doing it in the summer. Um, and the kids love it. So that's like a program. I really got the curriculum written in like 2016. And I really didn't start doing it, doing the program until 2018 or 19. So it's going on my fourth year. So like 2018 when I, when I really started uh, getting the program off the ground. So it's, it's a great program. I love it. And, you know, you get to be around the kids and the kids are real creative. You know, I let them come up with their own ideas for short films. The short film we shot this past year was called uh, The Final Showdown. Uh, it was called The Superstars versus The Black Five. It was like the ones was like superheroes and the other ones was villains. And they was trying to take over the city. And they was beating kids up in the park. And they had to come save everybody. So it, was, it turned out pretty cool. I had to like the little Batman punches, like the old school, like Kyle, bam. Right. <laughs> you know, when the old school Batman so sure. the kids are like fake hitting each other and I got like the little power words coming up and you know. So it's it pretty cool. It's it's a great program for kids and I love it. No, that's great. That's great for sure. Now um you, now you did a movie before, uh, Everyday Hustle in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Talk to us mm -hmm. a little bit about that project and and the again the um, hurdles that you had to overcome to make that go. <laughs> so Everyday Hustle, I was in my so at the time my daughter was six months. Um I have eight children, so I have a lot of kids. I have. Uh, I was married previously. I had six children with my ex-wife, and I got remarried, and I had two more children. So I had eight kids. So at this particular time, my daughter, who's four now, she was six months, and uh, she was in the house. And uh, I was working in the labor's union, um, but at the time I was laid off. We had just got laid off, but I still was doing my. I still been doing my film for the last fifteen years, and I was just like, man, my daughter was crying that day. I was like, man, what if I was a single dad at my age? I was like, this would be crazy. You know, I just, the light bulb just went off. I was like, man, I should make a little documentary about single dads because you never really see too much about guys being single dads. And then I thought like, ah, that'll be a little bit, you know, serious. And I'm like, all right, I could pull that off. But I was like, I did a lot of documentaries. I said, what if I just made a short film about me being a single dad, even though my wife was at work at the time. <laughs> I'm like, about me being a single dad and I'm struggling, you know, I'm by myself. And uh, I just start coming up with ideas. I called my one friend. I was like, yo, we're going to make a short film about me being a single dad. And I need you to be, uh, you know, the guy I'm trying to come to a job interview, but I had to bring my daughter because I couldn't get a babysitter. And I just start coming up with all these different ideas. 
and just like we freestyled it. I didn't write no script or nothing. So we freestyled it. It ended up being 65 minutes, uh, which is a feature. And I, I edited it from April. And I one thing I learned in March and April, never shoot a movie in Pittsburgh outside because it snows, <laughs> it rains. You don't know <laughs> what you're going to get. Yeah. Right. So the continuity of some of the, the scenes is crazy because it's like I got on an all-black outfit. And you see me in the car. And then I get out and it's sunny, and then I go around the corner. I might have to shoot a scene over, and then it's snow on the ground. You know, I know people <laughs> notice that, like, man, what the hell is going on? You know, so That's I learned the continuity, here. like, never never shoot a film in Pittsburgh in March and April. But um, it turned out great for me. I put a lot of my friends in there and people. I just went off people's personalities that I would knew would be good for scenes. I'm like, well, I know this guy's personality is like this. And I just like, I need you to say this line, like we'll freestyle the scenes, like as far as dialogue, but I need you to just say this certain line within this dialogue so we can keep the story going. And uh, we just end up freestyling the whole film. And I, I premiered it at the August Wilson Center in uh, October, 2019, October 21st, 2000, no, October 21st, 2018, I premiered it at the August Wilson Center. Um, I sold 500 tickets. It was great. You know, I sold a lot of merchandise, uh, DVDs, digital downloads. So it turned out pretty good for me just starting from nothing. You know, it just really took me my time to do a lot of the editing because I didn't have a budget for it. So I didn't spend like no money. I had my own cameras and stuff like that. And I, I used my friends to for a couple scenes that I couldn't shoot by myself. And uh, it turned out good. And I was like, if I could do that on a freestyle, I knew what I could do if I really like put something together and took my time and budgeted and really like put a crew together. I was like, I knew, I know sky's the limit if I can get the right budget and the right people to put something together. And I know blam is that project. So. Yeah, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. I have no doubt that you're going to pull it <laughs> off because you're persistent and that's what you have to do. You have to be persistent in life. You know, you're, I tell people all the time, you're going to get knocked down. You got to get back up. You got to get knocked down. Yeah. If it's important to you. And obviously, this project is important to you. What's a, what's a normal work day look like for you in 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 that world? Um, so I get up, take my kids, and get my kids together. <laughs> About time I get to my office, like nine thirty ten. So three days a week, I'm uh, I get to work later, and then uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, my wife works later because my wife she owns her own spa and homestead, so. She works, you know, that was her main money days. And uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I get to my office. I'm, I check some emails. Then I might do some editing. I always got projects to edit. And um, then I'm just working on Blam. I'm working on other ideas. You know, I'm working, sending invoices to clients. So I'm at my office from like 10 to probably like 5 or 6, you know, every day, Monday through Wednesday. And uh, I get a lot of work done, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm in a – my secluded area, I just block the world out and I just work. Right. And I might go get, you know, something to eat down Carson Street. Um, but other than that, I, I just, I'm just working and coming up with ideas and, and writing, still writing the scripts and, you know, researching. And, you know, my whole day is just like basically productive. My whole day consists of being productive. I don't really just sit around not doing nothing. I'm like productive. Like, like you said, like you said, you watch a, a lot of motion, motivational videos and stuff. I watch a lot of that stuff too to, you know, keep me motivated, you know. Right. And uh, I just try to just, you know, help people, you know, throughout the day. You know, some of my friends might, you know, have some business or something. Like I've helped people do their LLCs. And you know, I just try to be an asset in the community in the city of Pittsburgh to people. Sure. 
and just try to help people as much as I can. I do a lot of commercial content for people's businesses. Um, I even did, when they did the City League Hall of Fame, I ended up doing a video for one of the guys who got inducted. I was and there I that was day. Telling him, I said, man. Uh, I was I there. Said, I did, um, Rob, uh, what's Rob's last name? I can't even think of Rob's last name. Um, Rob Butler. I, okay. I filmed Rob Butler's uh, in, in a ceremony. And I put together a video for him. I was like, man, these guys need some more video guys. I said, I got to start. I got to haul at Jim and them smoking right. Jim. I said, y'all need some video guys to pump this up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's but yeah, yeah so I, I was kind of, you know, just do a lot of content. That's basically, I, mean, I just create content for commercials and documentaries, films, and uh, I just stay busy. Yeah, I was there that day. You were at the one this year you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there that day. Um, Jim invited me to, to come up, but, um, all right. Well, with, uh, we have something called the Eric Jackson, Lurie final word. You know, before we do that, we're going to do one quick commercial break. Then we'll come back with the final word. So, uh, don't forget about, uh, our, our great sponsors, Roscoe hearing and allergy care center, Don's pizzeria and sports bar at 502 Cabot Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania, criminal defense attorney, Eric Jackson, Lurie, the Quaker Valley Rotary club. And again, my book, you can get my book lead from the heart up, not the neck up, how to create a positive wing culture on the field, in the office on my website, Claudio Wilson.com, John Melvin publishing.com or the Barnes and Noble and Robinson, the box, Boxing Authorities, great boxing show with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokey Jim Frazier on PCTV 21, Comcast, PCTV 47, Verizon. And we were picked up by, by Vive Television Network. So you can check us out there on live.vivetv.network. And my new podcast, Monday Night Impact, 5 to 5.30 Eastern. Uh, we talk about leadership, motivation, business, and life. You can check that show out on my website, ClaudioRosano.com. There's a link for it that my great producer, Adam, put up. You can also listen to it on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Man City Sports and my brand new YouTube channel. Check that out and you can subscribe to it. It's on Claudio Rosano TV. And now we're right back with Jay White. Thank you for listening to the Claudio Rosano Show brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com. It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy the summer. Call Grandpa today at 814 375 Modern Solutions with the Allergy Care 
seven days a week with a practice base throughout western Pennsylvania. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298.